from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. And three, two, one. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Aaron. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Secrets. All My Fantasy Secrets. Ooh, where we roll over the dark magical beast and take a look at its underbelly. At the maggots and the worms <laughs> underneath, and God. I guess we tell stories about that? Yeah, and we look at it and we gaze cool. into <laughs> the spiral of the maggot pool <laughs> And we turn that into extra content for yeah, you. It, it turns out that if you leave out the magic, the dark magic spiral ham, it just gets real. It gets real gross real <laughs> no, quick. We, we learned real quick the dark magical spiral ham is still just a spiral ham. And we can't just leave it on an altar for like six to eight months. It will rot. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta refrigerate that. You have to refrigerate it or cure it with a strong salt cure. Something. You gotta do something. something. So it's got, it got it got grody. We got hey, well you know we're still gonna gaze into the spiral ham. Yeah, um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's making me uncomfortable. But all right, let's. Uh, so let's talk. Um, so this is like a behind the scenes chat about like the origins and the influences that went into various pieces of all my fantasy children. Yes. So I figured for our first episode we could talk about like Samuel Gord, but also like the show itself. Yeah, totally. And like where the idea of the show came from, also where like. Cause I, and there's a great story of, that we kind of touch on in the first episode of like, that night that we recorded, <laughs> that I don't feel like we've ever fully gone into. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, all my fantasy children, uh, I, I popped into Party of One and did an episode, and I fell in love with fucking podcast. I mean, I've listened to them, you know, I like lots of stuff, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I really like, what always gets my motor humming, is you know is world building and crafting yeah. like the lore of worlds in anything video games anime tv just the things like westworld have always I they fucking love war i love it as well yeah it's just something there's something so magical about it and you can speculate and you can wonder details and the best games and i think the best stories give those details or they don't mm -hmm. and they but they allow for wiggle room to happen and i've always wanted to make I always wanted to kind of make my own. Yeah, I I feel very similarly. I was always, I grew up a real big fan of Star Wars, but like I didn't. I always liked all the other stuff. Like one of the things I like about Star Wars, even if I give it a hard time sometimes, is how like everybody is the extended universe. The idea that like everybody is something. Yeah. If you like look at the back of an action figure, it's like. Well, this dude's running in the background with a box, but he had a whole story yes. you don't know about. Yes. Um, I always, I always could appreciate, uh, authors who took something like Star Wars or took something like Lord of the Rings and then just went deeper, even if it's a degree mm -hmm. of like fan fiction. People who were like, you know that one guy that you meet for 30 seconds? What does that motherfucker do? Like we talked yeah. about it before, like what's going on while, uh, the battle for Middle Earth is happening? There's an entire Earth. Yeah. Like what else is going on? And I wish, for me, it comes from love me some Final Fantasy. But what mm -hmm. always bummed me out was when the game was over, that's it. There was no yeah. extended universe. And I'd be like, but there's so much more. Uh, and I would just start to speculate and, you know, think and mm -hmm. think and For think. Sure. And so I always, it's always been something I've wanted to do is make a world of my own that has like, you know, 
whatever whatever we want. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so yeah, yeah. awesome to just and then you you have you know input from listeners and you collaborate and make these characters and then create a world around them and it's just something i think could could have been so fucking cool and so thankfully jeff was like i'm down let's record a pilot episode yeah we'd been pitching we'd been like brainstorming this idea for a few weeks like you you pitched me the original idea and we kind of talked it over and you were like let's bring in listener prompts i was like that's super exciting i'm really into that and then the night of recording happened, and, like, so here's the full story. I don't know, I feel like, I, you might know this. Okay. You might know this story. The full story of the night of recording is, I was scheduled to record an episode of Party of One at 8 p.m., that's, it was a Saturday night. Yep. I was scheduled to record an episode of Party of One. 8 p.m. rolls around. I am logged in to, like, Roll20. I've got my whole setup. I've got the podcasting setup, like, ready to go. Nothing. <laughs> Radio silence. <laughs> I, send a, I send a tweet. I, like, tweet. I email. I, I sit there, and I'm, like, trying to get a hold of my guest. Nothing. An hour goes by. I am, like, jazzed up, ready to record. And I'm sitting there for an hour twiddling my thumbs, like, well. And I got that message. I'm at work. I work in a fucking restaurant hell, and I get a message just like, hey, can you record tonight? You want to, rec- you want to record the concept episode, the pilot? I'm like, Because <laughs> I'm like, I got to fucking do something. So I was like, Aaron, do you want to record this podcast tonight? And I'm me, so I immediately, like, I get fired. <laughs> I go fucking full Super Saiyan at work, and I'm like just counting down the hours because I still have like four to go. And I'm race home. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Uh, how do I podcast? Um, how do I do anything? Let's, let's fucking go. And we, it's like, God, what was it midnight? It was mid, yeah, you got home. It was like 1230 at night. Yeah. I had been sitting around my podcast rig since 8 p.m. <laughs> like, and the other part is that I had just watched a comedy special that was like explicitly about calling into question performance if that makes sense like the whole thing was about how like performance is a lie and stuff so i was sitting there in this weird frame of mind like i don't even know if i want to record this party of one what even am i doing with my life and then the guest didn't show up so i'm in this weird headspace of like thinking about life and thinking about performance and i'm just like i oh and i'm tired we're both tired (laughs) and then with a little magic a little plainer magic uh we god i so okay so samuel motherfucking gourd we get our we get our prompt because of course no one has sent us prompts because we don't exist yet yet. so i just asked a few friends like oh can you send us like prompts for D D characters like uh doesn't have to be long it can be and I got this one from our friend Sean, and it was just the most perfect, stupid, fucking thing. Yeah, it was completely ridiculous, like silly. I I didn't know the prompt until you told it. <laughs> I know a farmer who is salty after coming in second place at the at the annual pumpkin growing festival. Like, what the fuck is that? And I'm just going like, all right, we're just gonna wing it. We'll we'll be an improv podcast, and we'll just make this shit up. And I I don't know, like, it's just, it ended up being, for me, just the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. Well, the thing that I love about that first episode is 
I specifically went in, like, because I was tired and a little bit delirious at the time. Yeah. So I am sitting down when we start recording, and every, like, anytime you ask me a question in my mind, I'm going, what is the stupidest possible (laughs) answer to the question that he just, like, what is the most silliest answer I can give? Pumpkin Town. Which is why it's fucking, it's Pumpkin Town, it's why it's Samuel Gord, it's why they were were in power for a hundred years. Chad Butternut is his rival, who is Ned Flanders. But it it kind of like but that whole attitude, like listening to Jeff give me these answers to these questions kind of set the tone for me to be like, oh, it's going to be like that. We're going whole (laughs) hog down goofy town. And the nice thing about that is the like we were both bouncing silly ideas, but like we the ideas were so silly and fun that we start running with them. And I think that's where the magic happens. Yes, that's where that's when we started taking it seriously. But all we're doing is using the tone of like, we, we know the tone. The tone is, it can be anything. It can be as stupid as you want. It can be as serious as you want. Yeah. And with that freedom, you just commit to it. And you, we went wherever the fuck it took us. And it took us to the mm-hmm. crafting. I don't even want to tell you where the origin of Purethra Guild came from because it would have taken the show in a dramatic turn. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thank God, like, uh, you know, the our I don't like like yes, we're doing improv and of course we're saying yes, but it's not like we're going like, all right, Jeff, make sure you say yes because you said no. No, it's just like we have fun. We know each other's yeah. humor is basically just building a Jenga tower one block at a mm-hmm. time. And it's it's just we're not going like the key to improv is saying yes. It's just like I don't want to be a dick. So I'm just going to go with whatever right. Jeff says. And even if I go, no, but what if it's just taking his thing and also launching off right. that as well? It's it's not no, it's Jeff's Jeff's Sunday. I'm just throwing sprinkles on it. Um, And and that's what like, I don't know. I think this podcast is so special in that way. Not we're not saying, oh, this podcast is special. I just I mean, it is. It well, is no, special. I'll say that. No, yes. I mean, this po- this shit is fucking magical because it, it has the freedom to go wherever it was. And that's when I was, we were like, we're talking about Samuel Gord and how he's such a piece of shit. And we mentioned that he has these ideas of toxic masculinity in his head. And that's where I was like, oh. That was a, that was a special moment for the show, I yeah. felt like, as well. Because, like, I, I mean, obviously, I, I think that, like, ideals of like representation and social justice and awareness are important to both of us yes and i i feel like that was a moment when when i think that we both at least i know i was definitely like oh okay it feels kind of easy to slot these things into these discussions and i'm really excited about that because of the tone we had set it sort of was like oh my god i figured out how we can talk about all this shit by not making it light but by presenting it with light characters in this world of where everything is good and being a piece of shit is bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Where the moral as a whole is socially conscious. And if mm-hmm. you're not, you're a fucking douchebag. But I, I realize that with this tone and this whole attitude of like, oh, anything goes, it's all as happy. Uh, because we're going at it from such a positive place, it makes talking about things like, God, memory loss and Mm -hmm. ideas of Mm -hmm. toxic masculinity and gender identity, it makes it so fun and accessible because that's exactly just what we're doing. We're having fun and exploring these serious topics, but respectfully. It's a respectful amount of light humor that makes these things 
where you're not just dipping a toe in and mentioning it. We're like mm-hmm. diving in. We're not making it dark. This yeah, is yeah, just yeah. stuff that people deal with in real life. And we're just making that come out through people like Slip Willis and Samuel Gord. This is just shit that like, you know, I deal with, that Jeff deals with, and I know people who deal with certain things. And I I really wanted to make it not just, I mean, with the Samuel Gord episode, I was like, oh, perfect. We have a little asshole. We have a little toxic masculinity like jock mm-hmm. boy. And it's it's silly and it's fun. And it also, you know, you get to really look at, I always want to make a point of why are why is this person this way? You know, and what led them to, yes, they're a shit lord and I don't like them, but why are they such a shit lord? Not, I'm not going to apologize for them, but I am, I do want to kind of investigate in this fantasy world what would make a shit boy a shit boy. Yeah. Yes. I agree with all that. And the other moment that I want to talk about briefly before we wrap up, because I think it's a really pivotal moment for the show. Yeah. Is we really didn't have any of the structure of the show laid out at the very start. We were just kind of like guessing. But then yeah. there's that moment, the oh. one moment where I think the show, the show laid itself out. Yes. Like the show made itself known. It revealed itself to us. The moment we roll the fucking child. <laughs> the fact that Samuel Gord, like that, I, I, like, I don't know. I didn't know about the tables and stuff like that. That's truly me being like, Jeff, what does the book have? Like, what else can we do? Yeah. Like, pull in so we're from just, thin air. We're both just spitballing. Yes. And then Jeff's like, oh, you, there's tables you can roll on, and you roll dice, and you For, get a like, random personality thing. traits. And it's like, oh, thank Christ, because we're running on, we're running dry after the pumpkin jokes ran out. And, like, I don't, I, this is something they added in 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. Like, older editions didn't have this. So this was new to me. As I'm looking through these backgrounds, I'm like, this is interesting. Let's roll on this and see what happens. I hadn't looked at any of them. I only knew, like, like, I was only like, okay, this will be interesting. Roll a dice, whatever. Then we roll the one that says he has a child (laughs) he doesn't know about. And we're just like, fuck, what do we do? (laughs) Oh, it's like, oh, wow. Um... Yeah, so I guess he does, and that's when the whole structure of, like, talk, 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 talk. Well, not really. We didn't really cement it, but it gave us the idea of, like, that's where the gold is. Yeah, we cemented it at Wizard, but, like... Yeah, we realized that the gold is in those random, unpredictable moments that throw us off our game, and we have to basically do the improv game of, like, justifying what the fuck that means. Of like, yes. Oh wow, he has a child that he doesn't know about. That means he once had a love. It's exactly that. It is it was the unexpected moment that like we then had to account for. Yeah. In relation to everything else we had already seen. Yes, said. it was oh wow, he has a child. That means maybe he wasn't always a piss baby, like asshole boy. Yeah. If if he once had a love and uh, his father shipped it away, like maybe he has a shitty tragic upbringing and that's why he's a sack of donkey shit. And that is when I think, like, the structure for the glory of, like, wizard was truly laid out, where it's like, huh, it's this jester who wants to be, who thinks he's a wizard, and, like, why? And then roll, oh, oh wow, that's why, the the sage <laughs> background. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the neckbeard ass background. It's this moment of Samuel Gore that's truly, like, thank God that happened, because... For me, that is the moment that this... A, the podcast, like, the structure of the podcast makes sense, yep. and B, that's the moment that I knew that it was going to be something, like, truly special. Yes. It was either that or when, like, it was equal parts that moment and right at the start when I throw out the joke of, 
you're just the mayor if you win, and we just run oh, the fuck yes. with that. Where we take the idea of you become mayor because it's a fabulous prize, and it becomes <laughs> the fucking Order of Purethra Guild leading to Madame Mysteria and the Locust and fucking Justice yeah. Yeah, I mean, the structure is just so perfect. For, not perfect in terms of, like, the structure is so perfect. I mean, uh-huh. perfect in terms of having fun where you can yeah. say anything and we can justify it and make it work because we've yeah. created this world of happiness where anything is a possibility, even shitty stuff, but then everything works out to defeat the shitty stuff. Yeah. It's so it's so wonderful, and I'm so glad it's that great. we have people who are on board. Yeah, that's been that's great. Oh, that was really good. Ah, yeah, it was nice to finally get that out. That like the the origin of all my fantasy fucking children. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for this episode of all my fantasy secrets. All my fantasy secrets. I know. I I know what I want to talk about next time, but we'll talk about that off air. Oop. Unless you want me to tell you right now, set up a cliffhanger for the next episode. Um. Yeah, I want Stallone on a mountain cliffhanger. <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about in the next episode, so I'm glad we're on the same page. So next episode, here's here's the cliffhanger. Okay. I want to talk to you, and I want, uh, I guess your homework is to, like, think about this. Maybe re-listen to these episodes. I do that all the time. <laughs> I want to talk about next episode. I want to go really deep and talk about, like, the pumpkin saga. Oh, fuck. I want to talk about, like, what went into, like, tying these episodes together, all of that and stuff. And just, like, going a lot deeper into Purethra Guild. Yeah. Ooh, fuck yeah. Because this one it was just like, you know, lighthead. Hey, hey guys, what's going on? It's your boy Aaron and your boy Jeff, and we're going to... Hey, hey guys, it's Aaron and Jeff. Hey, ga- hey gamers, it's Jeff and Aaron. Uh, hey gamers, it's Jeff and Aaron here with another episode of All My Fantasy Secrets, and today we are going to get into what makes the Purethra Saga so great an episode. Take it away. Ugh. But yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's ruin everything. Great. That's what I want to do next episode. How do you want to end this? How do you want to end this? Uh, I think just, yeah, I think, so thank you for listening. And until next time, keep a secret. Ooh, keep us. can you keep a secret? A fantasy secret. <laughs> All right, so thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> and until next time. Keep a secret. The fantasy secret. I can keep a secret. The fantasy secret. I can keep a secret. The fantasy secret. Fantasy secret. What do you know about the fantasy secret? I know about the fantasy secret. Can you keep it? And it becomes the Skip It commercial from the early 90s. <laughs> I think we'll be fade. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to stop recording, but <laughs> can you make it fade out as we're both doing the Skip It theme? Hey now kids, come gather around See what just skipped in the town So skip it, skip it Do a do jump to hop hop Skip it, skip it Screaming and a screaming and a bop shabop But the very best thing of all Is there's a counter on this ball So try to beat your very best score See if you can jump a whole lot more Skip it, skip it Come on everybody, skip it Roaring good fun from Tiger Toys